Today we're talking about report cards. If you have a child in school, or maybe they're distance learning, you know you need to keep tabs on how they're doing, right? Well, when you own a business, it's a lot like having a child. How many times have you heard someone refer to their business as their baby? I hear it a lot, and yet, when we think about how that baby is doing, there's a lot of business owners who don't even look at their baby's report card. Are you asking, what report card? If you knew your business had a report card, would you be looking at it on a consistent basis? Sure you would. What if I told you there's a report card that you can look at that gives you an enormous amount of information about how your business, or your baby, is doing? That report card? Well, it's your financial statements. There are two reports that I strongly recommend you take a look at, even if it's just once a month. In today's episode, I'm going to walk you through the first of these two reports and what it's actually telling you about your business. Is your business getting straight A's or is it consistently getting D's or even worse, F's? If you're not looking at these reports, you will more than likely not know if you're in the A range or the F range. And without this information, are you able to make good business decisions? Not really. Are you a solopreneur, entrepreneur, small business owner, bookkeeper, or virtual assistant? If so, listen in and find out how you can learn more about how your baby is doing by understanding how to read and measure your financial statements. You're listening to the Mastering Your Small Business Finances podcast, where we get straight to the point on topics that ultimately affect your bottom line. That's right, as an entrepreneur with a small business, money management, growth, marketing, they all affect your bottom line. I'm your host, Chris Ponick. I'm a certified public accountant, and I've been helping small business owners like you navigate and easily understand these complicated topics for over 25 years. I'm a wife, a mom, a grandmother, and a small business owner myself, so I know your time is valuable. In my free time, I make the best sugar cookies and have mastered an amazing chocolate chip cookie recipe. And that's not just my opinion. You're in the right place. I promise your time will be well spent here. Each week, you'll gain confidence and clarity while making a successful impact on your business and grow your bottom line. Get comfy, grab a cookie, and let's get straight to the point with this week's episode. Are you looking for a computerized software solution to do your bookkeeping? I highly recommend checking out QuickBooks Online. I've been using QuickBooks myself for over 20 years and they really know how to streamline processes and make your bookkeeping and recording your transactions simple and easy. QuickBooks is one of the top software solutions used by small business owners and I would say that over 95% of my clients are currently using QuickBooks for their businesses. One of the features most of my clients and I take advantage of is the option to set up bank feeds. You simply link your bank account to your QuickBooks account and QuickBooks will automatically import each transaction into your QuickBooks file. You'll save a ton of time not having to manually enter each of these transactions. You simply review each of the transactions and make sure they're getting recorded to the appropriate account. And then click one button and they're in. Want to know more? Head over to financialadventure.com quickbooks 
and learn how you can save 50% off of your first three months. Welcome back. It happens so often. I'll be talking with a client and they tell me they understand bits and pieces of their business or their financial statements. But unless they take a look at the whole picture, they'll never fully understand how their business is doing. I hear clients say they have their income statement ready for their tax preparation, and when I ask them if they're comfortable with how their balance sheet looks, they say they've never even looked at it. Or even worse, their tax preparer isn't looking at it either. Like I mentioned in the introduction, your financial statements are like looking at your business's report card. Today we're going to dive into the first of the two financial reports I feel are super important for you to understand. The two financial reports are your balance sheet and your income statement, or your profit and loss report. We're starting with the balance sheet. This report is a snapshot in time of how your business is doing. Your balance sheet will list all of your assets, or what you own, your liabilities, or what you owe, and your equity which is the difference between your assets and your liabilities. Your balance sheet must always balance. That's the name, balance sheet, right? You may have seen the equation assets equal liabilities plus equity. One way to think about the balance sheet would be if you looked at it as of a certain period of time and acted as if you were closing your business on that specific date. What you would need to do is take all of your assets on that date, your checking account, savings account, investments, fixed assets, accounts receivable, or inventory, and use that total amount to pay off all of your liabilities, your loans, credit cards, accounts payable, or bills, and taxes that are due. If you do this, do you have any money left over? If so, this would be your equity amount. If you would run out of money when paying off all that your business owes, you would have a negative equity amount, or this is the amount of money you would need to put into the business to pay off the remainder of the amounts owed. This is why you never want to see a negative amount for your equity account. Some people will ask questions about how to properly record current or long-term assets or current or long-term liabilities. This is easily answered by asking if the lifespan of that particular item is one year or less. If it is one year or less, then that item would be considered a current asset or a current liability. It just tells a little more about how quickly and how much of an amount is current. Even though a balance sheet is a snapshot of a period of time, it's always a good idea to do a comparison balance sheet. When you do this, you can compare the current balance sheet to another period of time, like let's say the prior year. When you do this, you can quickly take a look at how your assets, liabilities, and equity are doing compared to the prior year at this time. You may notice that your assets have gone up, which would be great, right? But if you notice your liabilities, or what you owe has gone up, you may want to dig a little deeper to see what's going on and how it's impacting your business. If you're talking with a lender, you'll most likely need to provide a balance sheet for them to see how your business is doing to help you secure financing. They'll be looking at how much debt the business currently has and how much it compares to the equity they have. 
The most important part of your balance sheet is making sure that each of the balances listed for that particular point in time are correct. We all know it's important to reconcile the bank statements to ensure our checking and our bank accounts are correct, but it's also true for all the other balance sheet accounts. You should be able to prove each of the amounts on your balance sheet. If you show a balance in your accounts receivable, for instance, or customers who owe you money, you should be able to come up with a listing of all the customers who owe you money that equals the amount you have listed on your balance sheet at that point in time. If you have a loan with a bank, you should be able to get the current balance of the loan and match it with the balance sheet amount you have for that period of time. Make sure you're checking these numbers on a consistent basis. I recommend doing it monthly, but I understand how quickly time can slip by. You do want to make sure you're doing it at the very least at the end of the year before you bring your financial statements to your tax preparer. If you have any questions about your balance sheet, let me know. You can email me at info at financialadventure.com or go ahead and join our Facebook community, Women Business Owners Ultimate DIY Bookkeeping Boutique. Even though it's geared towards women, everyone is welcome. It's so important for you to understand how your baby is doing, and I'm here to help. All right, to recap this episode. Number one, make sure you're comfortable with your balance sheet, and especially make sure that your tax preparer is looking at your balance sheet when you have your taxes done. Number two, your balance sheet is a snapshot in time of how your business is doing. It's going to list all of your assets, liabilities, and equity. Number three, your balance sheet must always balance. Number four, think of your balance sheet as if you were closing your business on a specific date. You would take all of your assets, pay off all of your liabilities, and if you had any money left over, it would be your equity amount, and if you had a negative equity amount, this would be the dollar amount you would have to put into your business to pay off all of your debt. Number five, to determine a current asset or current liability, you would want to take a look at the lifespan of that particular item, and if it is one year or less, it would be considered a current asset or current liability. If it's longer, it would be considered a long-term asset or a long-term liability. Number six, it's a good idea to do a comparison of a balance sheet to a prior period, such as the prior year. Number seven, the most important part of your balance sheet is making sure that each of the balances listed for that particular point in time are correct. You should be able to prove each of the amounts on your balance sheet and make sure that you're checking these numbers on a consistent basis. Number eight, if you have any questions about your balance sheet, let me know. You can email me at info at financialadventure.com or join our Facebook community. And you know I'm going to ask, What's at least one thing you'll take away from this episode that will help your business succeed and grow your bottom line? If you need some accountability, join our private Facebook community and post your action item. We'd love to support you. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this episode of Mastering Your Small Business Finances. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you, I'd love for you to give it a five-star rating and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Visit financialadventure.com for the show notes, links from this episode, and while you're there, 
Leave a comment if you have a topic you're interested in learning more about that affects your bottom line. If you're looking for a community where you can ask questions and get feedback about your small business, join my private Facebook group. You can find the links to this group and more on financialadventure.com. And remember, any financial information shared on this podcast is not to be considered professional, financial, or tax advice and should not be solely relied upon. Please consult your CPA or tax advisor for an opinion on your specific circumstances. I'm looking forward to having you tune in next time. Until then, dream big, follow your heart, and love what you do.